Hey everyone, welcome to the 24th episode of Phenomenal Woman Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. Saran Nataki. Thank you for joining. Welcome to Power 365 Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. This podcast will address issues ranging from what is a phenomenal woman? Are you enough? Community service, paying it forward, the manifestation of dreams with words and action, the power in being a woman, the men who support phenomenal women, fashion, and much more. Stay tuned. Welcome to part three of my interview with the hosts of the podcast, What Soul Sisters Say. In this final episode of a three-part series, we continue the discussion on spirituality, discuss friendship, relationships, and the lessons of COVID-19. Enjoy. Yeah, I got it. Now, the situation that you have where they read the things from the past, a lot of times readers, um, because, you know, time and distance is an illusion. So a lot of things that spirit drops to them are just things that could be past, present, or future. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't, some of them, if they're not that advanced, especially if they're not using astrology, they may not know the timeline that they're pulling from. But it's still an example of, okay, something is going on out here, even if they can't pull something from the past. Like, yeah. How are you able to do that if you don't even know? Yeah. So originally we were all just telepathic and we all knew in our rich and we're going back to that form because of the way the planets are rotating in evolution. We're going back to our original form and now people just think it's magical powers and oh what's going on on oh we're awakening and we're doing all this. No, we're just going back to our original, you know, everything is a, is 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 rotation. The planet is always gonna rotate. So things are always gonna um go go up, then they're going to go down. We're going to be in darkness, then we're going to be in light. It just depends on what these planets are doing out here and what's going on with us. And we have to evolve and adapt to it. Mm -hmm. We're going back to those times, the original time. That's why everybody want to go green, go natural, plant stuff, and Mm -hmm. telepathic. I was just thinking about you, you know, because that's just the way things were in the beginning. Yeah, that's interesting. Even like, um, so when you say that, even like with, um, like with, I, I was, I'm going to say black women because I'm black and that's my experience. So I can speak <laughs> on that. But, um, but I think it's true for all women in some way, but for black women, just our return to natural hair. Right. So even that to me is kind of, um, just for lack of a better word, like an awakening, um, or like a return to self, right? Mm-hmm. So um, just being in the position where, you know, I, I had a corporate job and um, I would, my hair would be stick straight, like straight, <laughs> you know, like it had to be, it had to conform and behave, right? So um, there were times where, um, you know, maybe I would have wear my hair in its natural state, but during that time, I would feel so uncomfortable. Like, oh my gosh, you know, like like my curls. Like, I don't want my curls to um, show themselves or you know be uh, unruly or whatever it might be. But after I left the corporate environment. I just have this really strong urge to just let go of that and be myself. And I just really thought about, well, why would I, why do I need to apologize for 
the way that my hair grows out of my head, you know, <laughs> and with that, honestly, um, that aligned with my spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It all aligned. It was, it was all happening at the same time. You know, the more I returned to myself, the more aware I became of myself, if that makes sense. So, yeah. I don't know. Makes sense. yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. And I, th- I think that that's just what's happening. It's just like with the things that we use on our skin now, anything that's not organic or natural, if you notice, some of those things aren't working anymore. They're not working on you anymore. The old traditional deodorant is not, you know, the body's not responding to that like it used to. Mm-hmm. Or... If you have something with too many chemicals, you know, you break out, you get itchy, like you're not responding to that or the GMOs. You're responding to the opposite. And a lot of it is just really out of our control. We just have to evolve with what's going on around us. Makes sense to me. (laughs) So um, with your spiritual journey and uh, you, you launched your uh, podcast, What Soul Sisters Say. Uh, what led you, what made you, how did you birth that idea to to launch the podcast and in and and your content that you have? Oh my God, I think we were just sitting around one day. <laughs> right, y'all? It was quarantine, you remember? It was quarantine yeah. that yeah. And we had all, we were talking about what was going on. And then we just said we might as well, you know, because there wasn't anything else to do, like she said. And we just decided let's start recording it and share because we were having so many conversations about what was going on. So we were just trying to think. And then, you know, just our whole journey to that brings us up to here, because I knew uh, we're in Gemini North Node. That's in my chart. I have Gemini North Node in my chart. So part of my destiny is to communicate with the world. And then Zara was trying to get out of, um, you know, working behind the chair, being a barber. So she wants to go into public speaking and do so. It was just kind of just aligning. And then Nalo's always more or less like the journalist type. She does a lot of reading. She does a lot of writing. So it was just a fun way for us to see each other talk. And um, we just wanted to share it. It wasn't really a, a, a plan. I mean, I guess it kind of was planned, but not planned. You know what I mean? Part of the divine plan. And um, when we started doing it, I don't know, I can't speak for them, but when I started doing it, I don't know, I just really, it just, I just vibed with it. It just was, felt so natural to to be involved in it and to do it. And I love doing creating. I just love creating anyway, but I I particularly love this project. I can tell. Yeah. Like you seem very passionate about it. Right before I moved to even my journey, a white woman asked me this when I was in my moving truck coming out here, and I had stopped to go to a little farmer's market just to take a little break before I drove out here. And she asked me. She just walked up to me, just like you have a lot of these experiences if you go out to LA. It's crazy stuff, but this was a nice, crazy thing that happened. And she, she just was like, "What did? What is your legacy gonna be? What are you gonna when you when she was an older white woman? She said, when you leave, what are you gonna leave? And she said, I feel like you have a lot to say, and I feel like you are supposed to be out here 
in the, you know, in the, in the world, you know, and I'm, I'm very behind the scenes. I'm very introverted and I'm very quiet. So doing this is really opposite of my personality. And I've been told that so much when I was in California those three years. When it happened, it just seemed like it was naturally was supposed to happen. Yeah, when yeah. I go back in my little journals and read, there's a lot of synchronicities that include and involve it. Just even just a, a, a all female board of directors and women working together, um, building, you know, forming groups and supporting one another. All that's in my journals from 07. Mm-hmm. Just from fantasizing and dreaming and having visions about different things. Yeah. Yeah. So as you um so and, and I love your platform. I really do. I think it's uh, it's so every every episode is so interesting to me and um the things that you guys talk about and um the topics you provide. Um, context to like real life issues that are taking place, but from, you know, a different perspective, you offer, you know, that spiritual lens, which I think is really, really refreshing. How do you, um, you know, as you begin to like evolve and grow, sometimes friendships um, start to look different along that journey. It's like, did you experience anything like that? And um, and then how important is your are your friendships in your life? Hmm. You know what? I had a, the same circle of friends growing up. And it's interesting because really, I would say only and it was a small group. Mm-hmm. I would say only one of them kind of fell away. But the ones that stay, we're all in alignment spiritually. Hmm. And I believe in soul groups. Yeah. The people that travel with you throughout life and then you have the same things in common and you, they actually help you get from A to B throughout mm-hmm. life. So, okay. And the ones that are not in alignment with you as with anything else is going to automatically fall off anyway. Mm-hmm. Fall away. Yeah. And, and you guys agree with that? I think, um, what's the question again? So as you as you as you've evolved, you know, spiritually, sometimes when we adopt different ideas that maybe not aren't in alignment with what mainstream might feel that, you know, your friends might feel a certain type of way. They might become offended. They might feel that they no longer relate to you. Um, Did you have any experience like that? And if if so or if not, um, you know, how important are those friendships in your life? Yeah, that's what threw me off the friend part because I've never really had a lot of friends. Okay. And but now that I'm older, I've learned to value the relationships that I do have. So and I still really wouldn't call them friend friends just because I feel like I feel like my where I am spiritually, it just connects to a portion of where any of the people that I have in my life connect to. I probably, I, I feel like my sisters probably connect a whole lot more than anyone outside of my, uh, of, of, of my circle. I have two girlfriends, but like I said, one of them is she's was a minister's wife. So she's still sold out for Jesus. And, you know, one of my other girlfriends is still, you know, she has her own, which we all respect each other's viewpoint and we have fun when we're together but it's not that I don't think I have any friendship that's just 
perfect from from top to bottom. You know where everything aligns. You know, <laughs> if a certain area aligns here, then we don't align there. You know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. We agree and we appreciate each other's differences, but I think that's as far as it goes, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of I kind of vibe more with nature and animals. I probably have more in common with that type of thing or in crystals than people. Okay. Okay. Nalo? Um, I think I'm very different than both of them. Um, I think that um, I, I, I believe that friendships are important. However, like I've had many names throughout my whole entire life. Okay. I've had that kind of speaks to the different parts of me. I would say the same thing about my friends or my associates. I have a lot of people that I interact with. Um, I can't say that there are a lot of people that I talk about my spiritual practices with or my yoga, my crystals or anything like that, because those are not the things that they're really exhibiting and they are speaking loudly or showing what their practices are and I respect that so um not that I'm hiding it it's just that is an area where we don't connect whereas like Keisha was saying there's some areas that we connect in and some areas that we don't so um the older that I get I do find more value in a a even exchange of energy with your friends Mm -hmm. so um always down for a good time but I don't always um, I'm not always going to be doing that because our interests are growing separately and doing separate things mm-hmm. so you know you have friends for for certain things yeah that makes no. sense does that make sense <laughs> yeah no I, I I totally get that um just having you have you can have friends in different buckets Right. Yeah. So you kind of compartmentalize sometimes like you have a certain set of friends where you have, you know, A in common with or a certain mm-hmm. set of friends you have B in right. common with. Um, it's rare that um, one person or one friend would check all of the different boxes of interest right. that you have. Yeah. So that makes sense for sure. Yeah. Now, yeah. now unlike Nalo, I'm, I'm extremely verbal about my spirituality, no matter what the per- who the person is. Mm-hmm. Like that's come secondary to who I am, so I don't, I don't, um, I don't filter my mouth around certain people. You know, I, I just am who I am, and I don't, I don't think it offends people. I mean, it might. I don't, I don't really worry. About that. <laughs> it's it's not so much as a filter as it's that's kind of just more like a thing that's just for me. So I'm not just yeah. whereas. You know, Keisha, she's she never meets a stranger. So she's talking, she'll talk to anybody, which I respect that, but there are certain things that that um I'm just kind of doing for me. And kind of that's just kind of more of my thing. So that's kind of where we get from that. Yeah. yeah, I definitely believe I'm on mission to run my mouth about spirit. <laughs> and you need to get this work. <laughs> and figure it out because I think a lot of people that come into my life, it's a divine appointment, and it, I'm I, I come to ruffle feathers, I come to expose truth, I come to you know bring whatever I'm supposed to be bringing. I just kind of, I always felt it when I was growing up that that was a bad thing that you know I, it's, I'm tearing things apart, or I'm making things not work, 
Mm-hmm. But now I see where um, that's what that's what I, I'm here to do. I came to, you know, rescue you from your own messed up situation and to um, have you shine your light as bright as possible so you can be who you really are, just like I'm, I'm who I really am. You know, God rescued me. So and I don't push it on people, but I'm like, if I see stuff, if I go in someone's house, and they're married, and I see some stuff going on, I'm probably the person that's going to say something. Not to be disrespectful, but I feel so passionate about what I see, I have to say something. Just like when they were doing the lawn, and they were ripping all the good branches off the tree, and I'm like, what What are y'all doing? Like, the, the branches aren't dead. Why are you pulling the branches from the tree if if the if the branches aren't dying as much as we need trees and oxygen and things around here I got so upset it just it bothered me so much I feel guilty when I don't say something Hmm. when I see an injustice or something happening it it, I won't be able to sleep if I don't speak I just believe I'm an oracle like that where God Hmm. puts it in me and I have to speak it whoever it is even with people I don't know I'm on social media, I'll share because it's like the information isn't really coming from me. It's just passing through me. So that's probably why I feel so obligated to say things when, you know, and I get so many women divorced. You don't even understand. I get so many women divorced around here. I used to think it was a bad thing. I'm sorry. I used to think it was a bad thing, but now I see that that um, you know I feel like I'm a. How, how did that happen? How how was how, what did that look like? It looks like when I meet these different women. Like one time I went to a friend's house. I was dating this guy. We went to his cousin's house, and his wife was boiling big pots of water on the stove. And I was just like, damn, what they cooking? What they getting ready to cook? I, love <laughs> so I was just like, ooh, I'm mm-hmm. just in time for dinner. So I found out she was boiling hot water to make a bath for the children because the hot water was turned off. I see. But then my boyfriend, who was cousins with her husband, are just sitting around laughing, smoking herbs. So I got upset. Because to me, in my head, if you, you can't, you shouldn't be paying for luxuries if you're not taking care of your business. Mm. You all shouldn't be sitting around here laughing and smoking herb when you could be spending that money to pay for the water bill so these kids can take a hot bath. Mm. So I verbalized that, you know, what was, what was going on. You know, of course, my boyfriend got upset with me. That was the time, y'all. And but I, don't, I felt so passionate about it. He wasn't even helping her do it, but that's just not something that should be, to me, that should be going on. And then, you know, and I have another girlfriend and she can never talk around me or, you know, she just, you know, if, 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 if a woman is complaining too much about her husband, I'm going to be very verbal in what I think and what I say. And sometimes I'll, have, I'll walk them through that. And I guess women listen and they feel like, you know, yeah, I shouldn't be taking that. No, I shouldn't be dealing with this. No. And then, you know, they end up divorced. It's been, you know, quite a few women who end up divorced, just like I ended up divorced, because I, I believe it's part of that, you know, freeing them from 
you make this commitment, you think you're supposed to stick with it through the rest of your life, but the person you're committed to has to be coming from a good place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it can be holding you back from your true destiny. And, and and it seems like when the women get on the other side, they're happier. And I used to feel guilty for it. And, you know, my mom always said I had a big mouth, but now I see why I have this big mouth. Because one of my other girlfriends said that, you know, she felt like that, I, that because I was so verbal and what I saw, I was, I played her conscious and it made, it freed her from her situation. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't ever say things just to be trying to be mean or, or, even to be nosy, I feel like if I, I just feel like it's an injustice being done. It's something being done that's wrong. And it could only be in my eyesight. But if I share it, it's up to you whether you want to do anything with it. Yeah. One of the things I noticed on my journey is I feel like I, I free people from them enslaving themselves in just like I felt like I was enslaved because I felt like, well, I had to be married. I have to do this. You know, I don't want the kids to be a product of a divorce, you know, yada, 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 yada. And in the whole while I'm drowning and I'm miserable and I'm extremely unhappy every day. And then you divorce or you go through the situation and you see it, it, it's not that bad. It's just your fear made it seem it like it was bigger than it actually was. And you free everybody. You free yourself your children and you free this man when you when you line up to what's what's real for you so some yeah. of them get married and some of and they always do better it's like some of these dark entities come to suppress you and hold you back from your destiny and what you're really supposed to be doing it's almost like a you know, like uh, if you are if you a seed and you're supposed to grow into this flower, it's just like it's covered up with this mask. And then when that's removed, then you can bloom into who you're really supposed to be. And nine times out of ten, it's women who are with men who are really beneath them. They're not as they're not as spiritual. They're not as loving. They're not you know they're not evolving. They're just holding you back. They're just holding you back. It's holding you down. Just like if you're in a job you don't like, it's holding you back. It's holding you down. You're not happy. So yeah. It's just, Reading negativity, exactly, or, or friction. You're being oppressed. So I'm definitely here to free the oppressed. I just believe I was a warrior, like a warrior in my past life, a warrior for righteousness, for things that I feel that are, are, are right. And just for truth. And everybody should have a truth. You shouldn't feel ashamed of it. And you shouldn't, just because my truth is my truth and Zarah Nalo has a different truth, um, I, I, I adopt the um, philosophy of agree to disagree and it's okay. You don't hold anything against someone for their truth, but you can hold something against someone when they're not exposing or sharing with you what they should tell you. How many people in your life actually come to you and tell you the truth about you? People don't do that. People don't really do that to me, but I would appreciate that. But a lot of people don't I don't know if they're afraid to tell you what they see or I don't know why people don't do that, but I think more people should do that. I think that would help humanity if more people were verbalizing what they see and what their truth is 
to them so you can either fix it, you can twerk it, you can think about it. You know, you can work with information you can work with. But if you don't, if no one is ever telling you anything, or if I would have gone to that house and went home and never said anything about the boiling water, you know, what would have, what could have happened? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I, I, um, it's obvious that you are very, um, much a truth seeker and a truth teller (laughs) and you're not, um, you're not afraid to be authentically you. So I, I think that's, I think that's awesome. It, I have, it gets you outcasted now. It gets you blacklisted. It's oh, I, I believe fired. that. Yeah. yeah I got fired from I don't know how many jobs, but I don't know. I just feel like if I do the opposite, it's killing me on the inside. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I will be the oppressed. I will be oppressed. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. Well, you have to be yourself. So. Yeah. I have one final question for you all, and um, it's kind of a loaded one, but, um, you know, what do you think that COVID-19 is teaching us? Definitely loaded. Mm -hmm. I feel like the COVID-19 is definitely teaching us to be still, um, and go within. That was always what I thought mm-hmm. from the beginning. When especially when people started just dropping like flies, I'm like, okay. <laughs> and it's, and I always I always say this on my platform. I always think everything is spiritual first, and then becomes physical. Just like they said in the Bible, right? In the Book of Genesis it says He spoke things into existence, right? So that's just how my brain is wired. I feel like everything happens spiritually first, and then it you see it manifest itself right so I feel like COVID-19 was asking us to sit down be still and what I got um like Keisha was saying earlier I can hear but I can also see and so when I wake up sometimes out of my sleep state I see um energy around my room and sometimes Mm -hmm. it comes in different forms right and so this particular time, uh, right after this all started happening, I started seeing, I woke up into a long black line in my room. And the first thing that when I got up, I was like, okay, spirit, what is this? And the first thing that came to my mind, my first thought, which is spirit, intuition, that's, that's the one you have to trust. Um, it says, he says scars, wounds, pain. You have to, we, ha- we are sitting in an experience where we have to no longer hold on to nothing that's serving us. We have to get rid of the old scars and wounds and pain that's keeping us from ascending into heaven because right now we're experiencing, and we're sitting dead smack in the middle of the book of Revelations and we're ascending. So back in the old days where they were saying, which they still do today, but we moved away from religion. So I put it in the back of my mind where they tell us that we're going to be called up and raptured into the heavens, well, no, it's going to be a mental, spiritual rapture where you're ascending mentally, not physically. And then you can't take that stuff with you. So scars, wounds, old pains, or whatever you're holding on to, gotta go. You cannot ascend. Think of it like this. You can't float if you're way down with a bunch of heavy 
stuff. You know what I mean? So the the heavy stuff has to go so that you can float and ascend. That's what, to me, what COVID-19 is. It's like that whole attention. I got your attention now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So then, and I just, we have four minutes (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. No, I, I love it. But I just, um, we have four minutes left. So, but I do want to get, I think this is a very important question. I wish I had left more time for it. <laughs> well, mine is really quick. I mean, I agree with what Dara said. I love that analogy. Um, my, is teaching us what's important because they shut all this down and told us to go home. Okay. Yeah. And deal with it. Deal with what's in there. Deal with what's going on. Don't even worry about what's going on out here. Deal with what's going on. And what's in there is what? You, mm-hmm. family, your thoughts, your dreams. I mean, every single thing. Deal with it and find out what's important. And so when this we're coming out of this, that's how that's the vein you need to be moving in. What's yeah. important? What stands out to you the most? What are you passionate about? Those right. That to me is the lesson. Yeah, I definitely think it's a reset and a rebuild. It's teaching us to reset and rebuild. You know, it's just like a another opportunity for like, you know, how you, they say you live many lives mm-hmm. and you have many chapters in your life. This is just a new life, a new chapter. It's an opportunity to create something new to really look at your life look where you've come from see where you are now and decide where you want to go so I think it's been an awesome experience to be able to do that you know to just be able to sit back like a timeout. you know we really need that we really need to do that every year we really need to do this every year at least for two months so we just chilling yeah, maybe yeah. maybe without the virus though. Yeah, without the virus, but yeah, sit down and relax. Yeah, I, I think so too. Just uh, it definitely was an opportunity. I feel like we had to sit down, recharge, and get ready for change. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time to like ha- spend this time with me and answer all these questions and dig deep and share so much. I really learned a lot. And um, and thank you. Thank you very much. Thank no, you for having, having us. It was a pleasure. It was fun, ladies. It was. It was. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, take care. All right. Thanks. All right. Phenomenal day. <laughs> you too. Bye. 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 This concludes the three-part series of my interview of the podcast, What Soul Sisters Say. If you didn't have a chance to listen to parts one or two, I really encourage you to go back to listen to them. This dynamic conversation will really enlighten you, and I think you'll find it very interesting. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for tuning in to Power 365, Phenomenal Woman Wednesdays. I believe that every woman gives the universe with her own strengths and unique characteristics. Simply because she is born, the universe benefits. Every woman is growing, learning, and evolving. On this channel, only positive seeds are sown, no matter how flawed the soil. Take care and have a phenomenal Wednesday. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe. The Phenomenal Woman Wednesday podcast can be found at www.pwwr.com and on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube.